Two wrongs don't make a right, especially when supersizing your business. Sharon Hornells from here, and our idiom, our proverb today is, two wrongs don't make a right. This is an idiom that first showed up in the United States of America in 1783 in a letter by Benjamin Rush. Benjamin Rush, I believe. And he basically said, two wrongs don't make one right. Two wrong won't right a wrong. So to do something else wrong just because someone else did something wrong, it's never going to make the situation better or make it right. Think of wars, right? Somebody, <clears throat> or even just battles or small conflicts that we have with other people. Somebody says something mean and wrong or rude about you, you say something mean or wrong or rude back, and it tends to escalate versus ever making anyone feel better or right about something. Just because one person does something wrong in any endeavor, in any area of our lives, doesn't mean it gives us permission to do something wrong too. Think of a cheating spouse. Just because one spouse cheats, often we'll see in movies and in plays and things that the other one goes out and cheats too. Well, does that help the relationship or does that hurt the relationship? It pretty much guarantees the end of the relationship. The same is true in our businesses. It's true in, in politics. It's true in relationships. It's true in just about any human endeavor. Evil is evil. And if one person does a bad thing and another person does a bad thing, that just contributes more bad, more evil to the world. And that's not what I or the people that I work with tend to want to do and create in our businesses and in our lives. We're all striving to make the world a better place. And we do that by not focusing on competition, not trying to beat the competition, not trying to go to war with any other industry or competition, but by continually improving and being better ourselves. You know, there's, I've had lots of business experiences where I've seen these things play out, especially in the area of competition with respect to businesses, uh, particularly price competition. Whenever competitors start competing based solely on price, it is a race to the bottom of the, of the barrel who can provide it the cheapest and there's only ever one cheapest service or product provider the cheapest that's what their reputation is they're the cheapest but there's so many other ways to to serve people better than just being inexpensive or cheap some things that doesn't matter right commodities like electricity or uh, things that we just take for granted it doesn't matter who provides that for us as long as we get the product or service that we need and so we like lower prices on those things, but most things, the vast majority of things and experiences we want and our customers want have price only as one component. It's only one part of the business relationship. So I remember in the fireworks business, there was always this uh, two for one or buy one, get five free mentality, which was a race to the bottom of a price situation and our family sold fireworks for like 25 years or so and then my brother-in-law took it over but we decided a, a couple of years into it after fiercely competing with everybody else and and getting into those little competitive wars we just stopped and said this isn't right the only person that's winning in our price wars and our competition is our supplier because guess what the same Firework vendors supplied all of us with fireworks. So he loved that we were doing two for ones and three for ones and five for ones and competing on price and battling one another because it meant he moved a lot more product, which guess what? His product cost the same to all of us. So he was smiling all the way to the bank while we were you know, quickly driving one another and ourselves out of business by racing to the bottom. And so we just 
stopped participating in that and we beefed up and really focused on other areas of business that we were particularly good at the china we as a family had been doing fireworks and love fireworks for years so we actually had blown up everything in the place more than once and so we could explain to people and find them and direct them and customize what they wanted based on the kind of show that they wanted if they wanted loud noisy and obnoxious we could give them that if they wanted beautiful colors or crackly popcorny whatever effect they wanted we could point them to the direction of the things that would give them the show that made them happy and guess what that made them come back year after year after year after year we're still my brother-in-law is still serving people that were kids when they first came to us and now they're adults and they're bringing their families to our business because we found ways to serve them that was of much more value than just giving them the cheapest price guess what our prices across the board ended up being cheaper and a better value because we didn't play the pricing game we didn't you know mark prices up so that we could give one or two or three away free with everything that we purchased so everybody all the customers actually got a better deal because our pricing was better and more consistent than anyone else by only competing with ourselves not competing with everybody else on their terms but by setting up the game so that we could do the right thing from a big picture standpoint for everyone, not just play the, the games that other people play. You know, we're seeing this now in, in politics and, and in life, and, and there's this really frightening to me shift of people tolerating unacceptable behavior. People just looking the other way because they think the ends justify the means, which we talked about a while ago. Um, evil prospers when good people do nothing. Evil prospers when we we don't care about the the journey we only care about the result and there's a lot of people that teach that and it just makes me cringe because we don't win at all costs like, there was a lot of that in corporate America when I was in corporate America right there's only so many positions at the top so all of the underlings are fighting for those positions and vying for those positions and competing with one another when instead of competing with one another they should have been working together to make the entire organization stronger but as long as you have those few coveted spots there tends to be some people that say the end justifies the means I'll do whatever it takes to get that that vice president position or I'll do whatever it takes to get uh, what I want out of my career and I'll step on other people to get that way yikes you know, if we want to make sure that we're not creating that type of an environment in our businesses as we're growing, because our culture is up to us. It's up to us to draw that line in the sand and let people know what behaviors are okay and what behaviors we absolutely won't tolerate. And it's not just a matter of getting trouble, getting in trouble with regulators or the law. It's about doing the right thing and feeling good about the business that you're creating. You know, truth, honesty, integrity. That's the kind of people that we all want to do business with bottom line uh, and so we want to watch out for things like you know there I was in corporations where they had corporate spying and corporate espionage in these bigger corporations and I'm like you gotta be kidding me if you think that that's just things that you see on TV but it happens in a lot of industries it happens in business it happens in politics it happens in it even happens in religion right wouldn't we think that in religion evil shouldn't be involved but we've seen you know centuries of evil because things corrupt and and evil sneaks in if we're not watching and and you know kind of stealing ourselves against and deciding we just won't participate in things that aren't right I've I've totally not done business with different people and different entities because I know that they have 
maybe they're not being negative right now, but they have some major skeletons in their closet that I just don't ever want to be associated with. And I don't want that element of, I call good versus evil, you know, you know, bad versus good. I don't want that in and around me or any of the people that I ever associate with. So love to know what your thoughts are on two wrongs don't make a right. Actually, I did this because they said, what, how should you respond to when somebody says two wrongs don't make a right? But three lefts do. And I actually drew that out on paper because I was thinking about it in my mind. I'm like, yep, three lefts do make a right. If you make three left turns, you're now going right. So maybe we need to think more about, yeah, we all make mistakes and we all do things wrong, but let's learn from those mistakes. And so we get three, you know, two left turns, two wrong things to make a right. Something I don't give people second chances. And I, I do 100% believe people can change, but I look for character and integrity and trustworthiness when I'm doing business with people. I don't look for, uh, and I won't tolerate any, I won't tolerate any evil in my businesses or in my life because I know that that erodes and eats away at me. All right, have an awesome day. I'd love to know your thoughts about this particular proverb and idiom. Share in the comments below, and I'll be with you tomorrow with another interesting idiom. What does it mean? Where does it come from? And how much you use it in your business right now? Take care.